Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And the conversation begins now on the Mike Douglas Show. Thank you so much for joining us. My privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation because we are live and local right here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, our privilege to be with you Monday through Friday, 3 to 4 p.m. right here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Well, my friends, September 14 is rapidly approaching. As you know, there are now 46 candidates for uh, governor of California related to the recall election, again, coming up on September 14. And we're taking the opportunity to hear from those candidates as we get closer and closer to that September 14 date. And uh, today we have the privilege of speaking with Doug Osee, former congressman, a three-term congressman from California's 3rd Congressional District up in Northern California, covering an area basically from Sacramento, Solano County, all the way up to uh, Glen County, uh, that area. Uh, Doug Osee, welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks for making time to be with us today. Hey, Mike. It's great to be with you. Let's jump right in. There are, again, 46 candidates, 24 of them uh, Republican. And as you're looking at the lineup of those who are vying for the gubernatorial race, uh, what distinguishes you as you look at the other candidates, Mr. Osi? What, what do you think raises you above the rest and and uh, distinguishes you as a candidate from the rest of the pack? Two things, Mike. First of all, uh, there isn't any question that I'm the only one with a direct connection to agriculture. This is ag is not theoretical to me. My sisters and I grow a thousand acres of rice. We have for 30 years. We know water. We know markets. We know the programs. We know labor. We know herbicides. We know pesticides. We know water discharge. This is not this is not theoretical to me. So if you're an ag and you're looking for somebody who's got a common background so that your interests will get taken care of, I'm your guy. I'm the only guy in this race with that kind of background. The second thing is that this isn't my first rodeo in public service, so I know how the system works. I was very successful in Congress in getting things done both above and below the radar. So, again, experience matters. Practical experience is best in the private sector and the public sector if you can get someone who brings success in both arenas to serve in public office, in my opinion, that's your best bet, and that's me. Talking about your experience uh, as a congressman, as you look at Washington, D.C. today, how, how would you approach Washington, D.C. as it is, but as California's governor, in terms of asking for and trying to advocate for things you think are important for California that may not be so much important to the uh, current administration? So I think one of the most important things that people need to remember is that the governor of California is probably the second most high visibility political office in the country. Whoever is governor 
has a natural opportunity to connect with issues and personalities in D.C. In my case, I come to the table with existing relationships, for instance, with, and albeit they're distant, but they're there, with Pelosi and McConnell and others. So it's not something where we have to figure out who each other is. We've worked both with and against each other in the past. So that's a huge advantage in, a, in being able to kind of break the ice and get things moving. Let's take on one of the issues that you've been pretty vocal about lately, and that is, uh, in, in your term, educational reform in California. Let, let's uh, yep. look at that in two ways. What do you see that needs fixing, and, and how would you fix it? Mike, there are three primary challenges in public education in California, and that we, need to, we need to not overthink this, okay? Just, we need to not overthink how to solve this. The first way we go about solving this, these three steps, are we put parents in charge of where their children go to school. No more relying on some third-party, unnamed, faceless bureaucrat to dictate to families where the children of those families go. Parents get to pick what school their kids attend. We'll know by the end of the first week which schools meet parents' demands, and which ones aren't, and then we'll be able to fix that accordingly. The second leg of that stool is that the funding the state provides for K-12 education, whatever that is. So a parent takes their kid to school A or school B or school C, the funding follows the kid, all right? And then the third thing is that today curriculum is dictated to local school boards by a committee of state bureaucrats. So the content of what's taught in class is decided by people who don't live in your area. They have no idea what your neighborhood or community or region is like. That needs to change. Instead of having the school boards provide input to a Sacramento-based committee that decides on curriculum, we need to reverse that so that the local school board is the final decision maker on what the content of classroom curriculum is. Doug Osi is our guest candidate for governor of California coming up on September 14. Talking about education, a lot of angst right now regarding uh, sex education at at very young ages and also uh, critical race theory, a lot of things that people are beginning to react to. What's your take on that? Would you leave that up to the locals? Do you feel there's some state influence that's needed there? Again, the that third leg of the stool, Mike, puts the authority for deciding what the curriculum content is in the hands of a local school board, where it ought to be, where parents can see these people at the grocery store or at the pharmacy or at the gas station or at church, and they can interact directly with them accordingly. The decision about content of what's, in, what's provided as instruction in the classroom needs to be decided at the local level. If somebody wants to teach, you know, critical race theory, then the school board ought to be willing to say that, and the parents 
will be able to immediately voice their view of that. I don't believe Sacramento needs to dictate to Modesto or any other community what is to be taught in their classrooms. I think that belongs at the local school board level. Doug Osi is our guest today. Again, uh, one of 46 candidates for governor of California coming up on September 14. Do you have a question for the former congressman, Doug Osi? Uh, something that you would like him to amplify, a question that you might have for him we haven't talked about yet. Our telephone number here is 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. And Mr. Osi, as, as we look at some of these issues, one a hot one in our area here is that high-speed rail system. What's your take on that, and what should we do with it? So I think high-speed rail was an idea before its time, and it's still before its time. It is a boondoggle that, frankly, can never meet the projections upon which it was sold. To the voters back in 2008. We will never be able to operate high-speed rail to meet the financial projections or the service projections that were originally put forward as rationale. My view here is that we need to stop spending money on infrastructure that will not meet expectations and start spending money on infrastructure that benefits far more people like water storage and water conveyance. We are so short water in this state and have been for years that it cries out for somebody doing something. And in 2014, the voters recognized that. They still recognize it. By a two-to-one vote in 2014, they, told, they said build more water storage facilities. The Democrats, led by Gavin Newsom, have spent the last seven years giving us excuses as to why we can't do that. I think the time for excuses is over. It's time to build these facilities and create more water supply. Talking about that in, in that vein, uh, Prop 1 uh, back in uh, 2014, it's been referenced, what, seven, yep. $7.12 billion, I believe. As you've looked at it, do you have any idea where a lot of that money went and if we've seen any return on investment from that proposition? So of the, of the funds in Prop 1, it was actually, seven, if I recall correctly, it was $7.8 billion bond, of which $2.7 billion was specifically identified for the hard physical construction costs of new facilities. The balance of the bond was for environmental mitigation and the like. But $2.7 billion of that $7.8 was specifically identified to build new reservoirs, new canals, help with uh, subsidence on existing canals and the like, create new conjunctive use projects and what have you. And nothing has happened since the Democrats took control of that process. That needs to change. This is not a partisan issue. We need water. We need it now. We can't get it if we sit on our hands and do nothing. 
You probably are, are one of the best experts uh, to answer this question since you have uh, served in Congress for, for, for three terms in the past. As you look at federal dollars that uh, are often uh, sent to states as, as a path uh, pass-through and such, uh, are we risking some of those federal dollars, do you think, in our policies right now? Or should we be so dependent upon those federal dollars? What, what's your thought both as a congressman and, and and uh, hopefully a future uh, governor in, in your mind. So the degree of federal, the degree of financial support coming from the federal government right now is enormous. It dwarfs anything the state of California has received in the past, or even in the past. I mean, you aggregate it in the two or three year lumps. It doesn't come close to what the state has received in the current fiscal year. What's happened is that Washington, D.C. has literally bailed out blue state governors across this country. Newsom has received around $50 billion in federal funds for programs that fall underneath the Democratic wish list. Things like, you know, funding for illegals who are here who needs support or what have you that has to that is not a sustainable approach here for instance what happens next year when the federal funds aren't there and we've got all these programs established as a result of this year's federal funding we would be far better served if we could take that money that the feds forwarded us if they're going to give it to us and there's nothing we can do to stop it we'd be far better served taking those funds and reducing the unfunded liabilities that the state has in its pension program or paying off accumulated bond debt from past year's issuances. At least that would be a material improvement to the financial statements of the state that would buy us breathing room the next time we get into an economic collapse. Our guest today, Doug O.C., uh, your opportunity, if you have a question, uh, to direct it to uh, this candidate for governor. Again, our number here, area code 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Doug O.C., coming up August 4th, it's been announced there's going to be a debate uh, at the uh, Nixon uh, Presidential Library, I believe, right, in, in Yorba Linda. And at this point, uh, it yep. looks like uh, uh, Ms. Jenner will not be there. Uh, I believe there's been an announcement that Larry Elder is, is choosing not to be there. Uh, so it will be uh, you uh, anticipated, as well as John Cox, Kevin Faulkner, Kevin Kiley. Uh, as you look at that, do you see value in that? Uh, what do you hope to accomplish with that debate coming up on August 4th? I think these, Mike, I think these debates are critical for functioning democracy because it puts all of the candidates on stage together so that the voters can uh, see them. I mean, 90 percent of communication is nonverbal. And how we interact with each other tells a story that I think the voters are entitled to hear. I don't understand I didn't understand why Biden took the basement strategy back in 2020. And I don't understand why any candidate 
who aspires to be governor of the state, would take a similar strategy today and basically refuse to come out and answer questions to the public. It just seems like a disservice, almost disrespectful in nature. As you look at uh, the landscape right now, let me switch gears just a little bit uh, to public policy regarding law enforcement. Of course, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of talk about defunding law enforcement as such. What do you say to those who would take that platform and say we need to defund law enforcement as a method of judicial reform? All right. So defunding the police has been shown to be an absolute failure in the communities where it's been tried. The sad part is that we even had to implement even a limited defunding in certain communities for some politicians to recognize how foolish that policy was from the get-go. Letting criminals out of prison in the manner that Governor Newsom has done since May of 2020. And by the way, he's proposing to release another 75,000 in the near future is a guaranteed recipe for disaster in our communities because it will put back in our communities people who have no means of supporting themselves. The state has no ability to monitor where these people go the common, common sense tells you that these people will inevitably revert to a style or a lifestyle that engages in criminal activity. They will probably take up residence in many of the homeless encampments in our communities. This, is, this, defund the, this concept of defunding the police or releasing criminals in the name of Uh, better justice, people whose convictions were righteously obtained by judge and jury, that is a flawed policy. Those people who enjoy 24-7 round-the-clock protection from armed individuals, you know, like the governor or the constitutional officers or many of our legislators, those folks think that's apparently a pretty good idea. But those of us who have to live out here in the regular world, where we're confronted with that risk or our daughters and wives walking down the street might be accosted, those of us who live in the real world take significant exception to the idea that releasing criminals before they've paid their debt to society, whether that makes sense, because it doesn't. It just simply doesn't, Mike. Assuming that uh, you do get the nod to, to be governor, what would you? What changes would you like to see in the office of the attorney, uh, the attorney general, uh, especially as you look at some of the DAs like George Gascon and and others in in LA and others? Uh, what type of person would you like to see in the AG's office to work with you? So the AG is an independently elected constitutional officer, and they have certain prerogatives that they have to exercise. I think the most important one is that they are the chief law enforcement officer of the state of California. It falls to them to ensure, for instance, that elected officials aren't engaged in corruption, that uh, our penal institutions are properly operated, that the courts are functioning efficiently 
They also have the responsibility, ultimately, of deciding what ballot labels are. So they can write the ballot label uh, basically however they wish. We have been witness in this state to a total hijacking of ballot label descriptions over the past 10 years by the Democrats, much to our chagrin that has led to the passage of Prop 47 and Prop 57, which compromised public safety so badly. It's led to the imposition of additional fuel taxes on gasoline and the like. So one of the things I think the governor should use the bully pulpit for is to call out any behavior by the attorney general that misrepresents the intention and effect of any uh, statewide referendums or initiatives. So in essence, you're calling for uh, an open accountability uh, for the AG. Obviously, if, if uh, you win the, the gubernatorial nod in the, in the recall election, uh, there won't be uh, uh, another AG maybe for uh, some time, and you're going to have to deal with who's there at the moment. Uh, so an in- interesting point there. Uh, you got about 30 seconds left uh, with you, uh, Mr. Rossi. Any final word to uh, our listeners as uh, you look forward to September 14? Yes, the number one task uh, that affects the entire state right now today is getting our kids back in school and learning. Right there next door to it is public safety. We deserve to have safe neighborhoods. Releasing criminals, as Newsom has done, will not get us there. And in agricultural California, it's long past time we do what the voters approved, which is build more water storage and conveyance. If I'm governor, that's what's happening. Doug Osi, thank you so much for joining us today and for being uh, open to answer those questions. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again uh, prior to September 14. Again, thanks so much for visiting with us today uh, here on the Mike Douglas Show. Thanks, Mike. All right, friends, uh, thanks so much for uh, joining us. Uh, In about four or five minutes, we're going to be reacting to what we heard from Doug Osi, and uh, we'll also talk a little bit uh, about the Olympics as well. Coming up on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Fresno State Athletics has a new broadcast home. iHeartMedia is proud to be the official broadcast home of Fresno State Athletics. From Stockton to the Grapevine, listen to Fresno State Athletics on your favorite iHeartMedia stations and on the iHeartRadio app. Celebrate the return to life for five days only. From July 28th through August 1st, get $20 all-in tickets to see your favorite artists. Supplies are limited. Go to LiveNation.com and see what's coming to your city. Howard. Steve first traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Road work in Tracy causing delays westbound 580. We have the right lane closed between Coral Hollow Road and then all the way to Mountain House Parkway. Crews are going to be there until 4 o'clock today. Our earlier delays on the eastbound side of 205 have thinned out, but north 5 uh, through French Camp. Look for delays from French Camp Road all the way to 8th Street. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by 
ExpressPros.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. Do you have chronic joint pain, knees hurting, hips aching? Well, it's time to think about an exciting new way to treat joint pain with biologic therapies. Regenerative Solutions. You've been hearing about Modesto Physical Medicine, and it's very exciting. They are the leaders in helping people deal with chronic pain. And listen to this. No surgery, no drugs, no steroids, no downtime. Can you imagine that? These natural pain treatments can actually help repair and restore damaged tissues in your joints. I'm talking about long-lasting results. These biologic solutions actually stimulate your body to heal itself. It's all about quality of life and improving your life. Call Modesto Physical Medicine to learn more, 209-838-3434. If you have joint pain due to arthritis, lower back pain, shoulder, hips, or knee pain, you got to change the way you think about pain treatments. They're just north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Regenerative, restorative, real pain relief. Call 838-3434. Our pets are important. They're family. Whether you're working away from home or at home, your pet needs healthy activity. Canines on the Move can help you keep those pets going. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you're not able to. From dog walking to pet sitting, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and your first walking service is free. 209-226-1150. Move209.com. Hi, I'm Miguel Cardona, U.S. Secretary of Education and proud father of two. This summer is so important to help young people reconnect with friends, peers, and educators after such a difficult year. It's time for students to rediscover the joy of learning, brush up on their skills in reading, STEM, athletics, and the arts. There's no better way to ensure they'll be ready to return to the classrooms this fall. Visit discoversummer.org to find nearby summer programs and resources to keep kids safe, healthy, and learning. This message is brought to you by the National Summer Learning Association. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Great values are happening now during Lowe's Pro Summer Savings. Stop by the Pro Desk and see how to save extra on volume savings orders over $1,500. Plus, find more Pro values across the store now through July 30th. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Right now at Wendy's, get a Dave single plus another great item for just a buck more. It's Wendy's BOGO $1.00. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. Valid for item of equal or lesser value cannot be used in a combo or with other offer. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Mostly sunny today with highs in the low 90s, cloudy overnight will drop into the uh, low 60s and then cloudy tomorrow morning before the sun comes out and get ready for triple digits by late afternoon. It's today's conversation for Stockton, Modesto, and beyond. Beyond. Now, back to the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, thank you so much for joining us this Monday afternoon on the Mike Douglas Show. So happy to have you with us. And again, my privilege to serve as your concierge for conversation. 
And that conversation today began with Doug Osi. Uh, Doug Osi, of course, was a three-time uh, congressman serving the 3rd District of California, basically in the northern California area. I would like to hear your reactions to what you heard today. I'll tell you mine here in just a moment. Our telephone number here, 209-551-3483, area code 209-551-3483. First, just to talk about uh, this debate coming up at... um, on August 4th, and uh, you know, again, John, uh, uh, Larry Elder has said that uh, he can't be there. He has a um, fundraising, a fundraising event apparently in Bakersfield that day. Um, and Caitlyn Jenner has said uh, she's not going to be there. So at the moment, apparently they've also invited Gavin Newsom. Uh, no no response there, but uh, at the moment, uh, the confirmed attendees at that August 4th debate, and that'll be at the Richard Nixon Presidential Library and Museum in Laura, uh, Yorba Linda, California. Again, that's coming up on uh, August 4th at 6 p.m. So the four that look like they'll be attending uh, are John Cox, uh, the former San Diego Mayor Kevin uh, Falconer, uh, Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, uh, California Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, and, uh, of course, uh, our guest a few moments ago, former Congressman Doug Osi. Uh, Doug Osi telling us he, even with uh, just those four, he feels that's important uh, for them to be able to uh, discuss the issue. I um, want to ask you a question. Do you think the California Republican leadership is, is doing its job? And, and I'm not pointing fingers one way or the other. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just asking you, right now, do you feel that the California Republican Party leadership is doing what it needs to do to provide some direction and leadership, especially in light of the recall election? And then, of course, there will be an election for governor anyway uh, coming up in November of 2022. Of course, uh, Gavin Newsom's term uh, terms out in January 2023. So regardless of if Gavin Newsom hangs in, hangs onto his office uh, or whether there's a, a new governor and the recall, the people of California say, yes, we want the recall. Here's who we want as governor. Uh, there will be another election. In November of 2022, uh, to elect a new governor. So, a lot of these issues are going to remain very fresh in the minds of Californians. Uh, I'm just wondering at, at this point if uh, the California Republican leadership is providing the leadership that's necessary uh, to drive a successful campaign. Uh, you look at how much money that Governor Gavin Newsom has at his disposal, not so much money available to those who are who are candidates. Anyway, interesting thought about that. I'd like to weigh in with your thoughts. Our number here, 209-551-3483. A couple of interesting uh, notes. Uh, Doug Osi has been talking a lot about his uh, plan, his platform for educational reform in California. Uh, the three uh, pillars that he talked about, or the three legs of the stool, so to speak, uh, that he uh, talked about a little bit earlier with us today. 
is uh, he, he's talking about uh, putting the parents in charge of where their kids go to school if they're not happy with where their kids are to have that ability to, uh, to move them to a different environment, whether it be a charter school or a, a, another school that they're more happy with. Uh, the funding issues to follow the children, that's a really interesting concept. And that's been voiced uh, by more than one uh, candidate and by more than one critic of the current educa- educational system in California, and that is to have funding follow the child so that funding uh, can be applied to wherever the parent wants to put them. And then the third uh, leg of that stool he was talking about was to make curriculum the <clears throat> the kingdom, so to speak, of the local school board, not uh, the state uh, school board, the state educational system. And that's, that's going to be very interesting, don't you think? Because if, if, if you reason that through as you look uh, up and down California, there's not going to be one sense of the curricula that should be provided for all children in California. Now, I'm, I'm assuming, I would hope, that there are some commonalities. For example, how about reading, writing, and arithmetic? Ah, those, are, those seem to be really important. Uh, the questions of whether critical race theory is taught, the question w- w- whether uh, sex education is taught at an early, early age in our educational system, that may vary from school district to school district. And it would, that, that's an interesting thing to think through, to reason through, as, as uh, I listened anyway to uh, former Congressman Doug Osi's uh, plan there for the educational system. Uh, very, uh, very adamant about the fact that the high-speed rail was a plan going nowhere. It's not, uh, we're not ready for it. Uh, the infrastructure as such is uh, is not there, and a lot of money has been plunked down with not much happening. And so he uh, is looking at thumbs down on that particular uh, that particular uh, project and uh, articulated uh, his support of law enforcement as well and uh, the defunding of police not being something that he would support. Uh, at all. So, some uh, again, we are going to provide you as we can uh, as many viewpoints from as many candidates that are uh, able and willing to stop by here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. We'll bring as many of their perspectives to you as possible to let you decide uh, what you think. Should Gavin Newsom be. Uh, should he be recalled? We've had various viewpoints from you on that. And uh, if he should, then who would you like to see in his place of those you have heard from so far? And uh, are there candidates uh, that you would like to hear from that we have not interviewed yet? We'd like to like to know. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to email me some of those thoughts, you're welcome to do that. My direct email, only I see it. Mike on thirteen sixty at gmail.com. That's Mike on thirteen sixty at gmail.com. And of course, uh, who would you like to hear from? Who haven't we interviewed yet that you'd like to hear 
about uh, policies from him or her. Uh, of course, the phones are open as well, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. I also want to talk a little bit about the Olympics, and I, I'm going to have to repent a little bit from uh, my perspectives a couple of days ago. As I told you, I was struggling with ginning up any excitement about the Olympics. A couple of reasons for that. One is a lot of the uh, the politicization of, of what's happening uh, with uh, some of the athletes and politics creeping into uh, the, the observing of the sporting events and such. Uh, and then nobody, not nobody in the stands, there are some people in the stands, but, you know, for uh, venues that can seat thousands of people, you know, there's uh, maybe a couple hundred up in the stands. And it, it just lacked, you know, walking into it, I'm thinking, it just seems it's, it lacks the electricity that I normally have approaching the Olympics. And one of the things that just really discouraged me uh, was the attitude of, of a, a small number of, uh, of the athletes and, uh, and some of the teams. So, uh, but I did. On Saturday, I tuned in because I felt I had a responsibility to do that. Uh, plenty of athletes who've been working hard, they, they and their parents or their grandparents or families have been sacrificing for decades to get them to the Olympics. And I just felt my duty as an American citizen at least to tune in and see what was going on. And I'm glad I did. Now, I did it on Saturdays, as you probably know, for uh, uh, us pastors were kind of busy on the weekends. And with the rest of the hats that I wear during the week, Saturdays are my research and writing sermon days. So I tuned in in between research and and writing, and I'm glad I did. Uh, I'm glad I did. Now, I have to say, I watched about 30 seconds of the opening ceremony, and I saw the empty seats and the athletes waving to the empty seats, and I thought, no, this, uh, I'm not, uh, this is not cutting it. So I, I skipped the opening ceremonies. But then, uh, and, and by the way, a lot of drama uh, that, that preceded the Olympics here. They, they fired the director of the opening ceremony because of a comment uh, he made while a comedian 23 years ago. A comment made 23 years ago. Anyway, they fired him for that. And then uh, two years ago, uh, the guy who headed the Japanese Olympic Committee uh, and was an IOC member, there were some uh, scandals there regarding alleged bribes that were being paid to the IOC. So uh, he went bye-bye. He was gone, too. And then... Uh, last week, or uh, last week, uh, a composer, musical composer, whose music was supposed to be used at the ceremony, was forced to resign because he apparently bullied some of his classmates a long time ago. So, a lot of drama uh, preceding the opening of the Olympics, uh, but again, I'm glad I tuned in. Did you tune in? Did you watch them? Did you watch any of the Olympics? Why? Why not? Let me know. Area code 209. Or are you going to watch any uh, of the Olympics for the rest of this week? Remember, the closing ceremony is going to be on August 8th 
Uh, are you going to tune in? Are there certain events you're looking for? Or has a lot of the politics uh, spoiled it for you? Our number, we're going to talk about that in about three or four minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on area code 209-551-3483. Tuning into the Olympics or not, we'll find out. Area code 209-551-3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360. KFIV. Power Talk 1360. First traffic from the Jackson Rancheria Resort Traffic Center. Road work and delays in Tracy. The road work is on 580 westbound between Carl Haller Road and Mountain House Parkway, right coned off. And then eastbound 205 uh, through Tracy, slow from Grant Line all the way to 5 this afternoon. After that, 5 looks okay through Lathrop into French Camp. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Looking for a job? Contact Express Employment Professionals and be part of their national hiring event. With one application, Express connects you with multiple employers and never charges a fee. Go to ExpressPros.com, find your nearest office, and call Express today. For nearly 60 years, the General has been saving people money on their car insurance. With affordable rates and the ability to pick when you pay, the G every dollar counts and wants to give you the flexibility you need in your busy life. For the coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, call 800-GENERAL. That's 800-GENERAL. Or go to thegeneral.com and get your quote today. For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the general. Some restrictions apply. Can you name the three habits of healthy hygiene? We shower, we brush our teeth, and we... Wait a minute. What third habit? Think about it. The pandemics reminded us that the nose is your body's filter against a constant invasion of airborne germs. Your nose traps allergens, bacteria, and viruses. But like any filter, the more it's clogged up, the less it works. Now it's easy to clean your nose with Navage. My name's Martin Hoke, and I did not invent nasal irrigation. It's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make nasal irrigation easy for everyone. Navage uses powered suction to flush out germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you very sick. People love Navage. It has 4.7 stars with over 70,000 online reviews. And over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and select Walmarts. Make cleaning your nose your third habit. Navage. Clean nose. Healthy life. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Whether you're at a business or in a home office working all day, your pets need healthy activity. Your pets want activity and love. That's why I want to introduce you to my friends at Canines on the Move. They give your pets the love and exercise they need when you can't. From dog walking to pet sitting when you travel, Canines on the Move can make a difference. Call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. Call today and get your first walking service on them. That's 209 209- 9226-1150. Tell them Mike sent you. Great values are happening now during Lowe's Pro Summer Savings. Get select appliance special values and even more in savings. Plus, shop other great values across the store. Shop in store or online. Lowe's, a new home for pros. You spent a long time tucked in, tucked into your home, tucked into your auto playing streaming box. Not anymore. Now you can untuck, untuck a road trip. Untuck a Saturday tailgate, then untuck a Sunday tailgate too. 
Untuck whatever you damn well please. And if you want to look good while doing it, untuck with a shirt made for this moment. Untuck it. Shirts designed to be worn untucked. Find your perfect fit at untuckit.com or one of 80 plus untuckit stores nationwide. Use code SUNNY for 20% off your first purchase. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, thank you so much for being part of the conversation here on the Mike Douglas Show. Our number here, 209-551-3483. Our email address comes directly to me, mikeon1360 at gmail.com. That's mikeon1360 at gmail.com. And again, if you'd like to uh, join the conversation, are you watching the Olympics? Did you turn it on this weekend? Do you plan to turn it on this week? Area code 209-551-3483. Again, I I have to repent a little bit from my attitude last week. I, I was thinking through it and I thought, how many of those Olympic athletes trained so hard? Um, as a citizen of America, I, I really feel duty-bound to at least tune in. And I'm glad I did. There are some events I'm not going to uh, participate in, and those are related to teams and individuals who have chosen uh, to take different perspectives than I have about their attitudes towards America and the flag that represents the United States of America. Uh, That's their right to do that, my right not to watch. So there you go. Glad I tuned in. I I was fascinated by archery. Uh, It was mixed. Uh, Couples there, not couples, but uh, mixed, uh, men and women. Fascinating to watch that and to watch the equipment, the archery equipment. It's just astounding. Fencing. And the young lady that, uh, that, that won the gold there, what, what, what a precious response to that. Really enjoyed watching that. The swimming events, of course, uh, always uh, I look forward to that. Gymnastics as well. Skateboarding. How about skateboarding? Two, two of the young ladies that I saw competing, 13 years old, for goodness sakes, and doing things that I wouldn't be able to attempt in 500 years. Well, I suppose I could if I was willing to go into traction, but uh, just, just so impressive. And then uh, I was able to catch a little bit of, of the women's uh, volleyball. Always enjoy watching the women's volleyball now. I know some of how am I going to say this de- delicately? I do think they could take a more modest approach. I just got a text I'm going to ignore because it will distract me. But anyway, I just think that maybe a little more modesty in in terms of the uh, the the uniforms uh, would and you may say, "Oh, Mike, you're just." You're just an old fuddy-duddy. I may be. I'm just thinking about if my daughter was competing, I'd want her to cover up a little bit more. But, you know, that's just me and 
and you can take that for what it's worth. And then, but how about the uh, the handball uh, ladies from uh, the the Norwegian handball team? Yeah, they weren't going to wear those bikini bottoms that uh, that the uh, IOC they said they had to wear. They they went for uh, something that covered them up a little more. And uh, I, I guess uh, they, those shorts, they decided to abide by the rules at the end. But um, uh, apparently Pink offered, uh, the singer Pink offered to pay their, uh, their fines uh, for standing up against the, uh, uh, against the uh, committee. Uh, so I, I guess I, I, I would put it this way. You know, if the guys, guys basically can wear shorts how come the women can't and uh why do they dictate that uh, uh that there have to be these uh uniform rules the international handball federation says the female player players must wear bottoms with a close fit and cut on an upward angle towards the top of the leg why am i getting all these texts and messages in favor of that I uh, I don't know. But anyway, I, I'd be more comfortable, I suppose, uh, if if there were a, a more uh, modest approach to all that. But again, that is uh, that is just me. So anyway, uh, looking uh, look forward to it, and and I I really enjoyed watching again the archery, fencing, the swimming events, gymnastics, the skateboarding fascinated me, women's volleyball. And uh, so, well, I'll look forward to some of the events, but I, uh, I got to tell you, uh, some of the teams and some of the individuals that have, in my opinion, really thrown some disrespect at, at the flag in America, um, I, again, that's, they have the right to say whatever they want to say. They have the right to their viewpoints. Uh, but I don't know if they consider that the rest of us, many of us, also have the right not to tune in, which is probably not something that NBC is real happy about. Uh, and uh, the Olympic uh, Committee there in Japan, I do feel sorry for them. Uh, they're looking at, uh, you know, maybe billions of dollars uh, lost uh, in the process here. And uh, I, I just feel bad for them. I, I wish them success. Uh, but there just are, are parts of the Olympics I'm not going to watch. I don't know about the closing ceremonies anyway. We'll, we'll have to see about that. But I, I've just, you know, the electricity is what's missing uh, for me. The, the energy of having the crowd there and uh, the, the energy that I've had in the past, you know, just that welling up of, of patriotic pride as I see our athletes out there, you know, coming into the stadium during the opening ceremonies. Uh, the attitudes of a very few of them have, have really burst my balloon a little bit, and, and so I, I lack the emotional uh, the, the jazz, so to speak, for us jazz players that I would normally have. But anyway, uh, I, I repent of my attitude last week. Uh, I am going to watch uh, certain events, and I congratulate those who do what they do so well. Well, I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on the Mike Douglas Show. Trevor Carey coming up next at 4 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.